Amen. Oh, God, we don't really even understand the love of God. Oh, the love of God. Oh, the love of God. I'll say this, children of God. That love of God is... In a way, it's such a mystery. Not as though you can't know it to some degree and experience it, but it's just fathomless. It's fathomless that one would give their only begotten son for a world that might be saved. Not everybody would say yes. Not everybody would surrender. Not everybody, and God knew that. But even for one, Sister Haley, even for one, I'm going to say this. This love that we see and know of the Father can and should affect the love that we have and and relate to one another. WBCC Ministries is a Christian ministry dedicated to the work of Jesus Christ in whatever way He may lead. We want to see lives changed as people put faith in Him, and we hope that you are drawn to Christ, encouraged and inspired by the message today. You can currently follow us through YouTube, Facebook, and podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad you're here. Love and forgiveness are central themes. Repentance and forgiveness are central themes to the gospel. That repentance in it is the word compunction, or it's more or less it's the feeling of guilt with the rehabilitation or the reformation of life. Literally, it would mean change one's heart or change one's mind. But it's the feeling of guilt and of wrong that comes with reformation. That's the nature of repentance. Repentance is not just feeling wrong, but it comes with the ref, with reforming, with changing. That's repentance. That's faith in Christ. His love makes all of this work. It enacts and enables the forgiveness that he has through Christ. That if you and I, see, God has to deal with sin. He has to because he's holy, he's righteous, He's unchanging, and his hatred of sin is is something you and I have a hard time really understanding except by the Spirit. It can't exist together, God and sin. God has to deal with sin. He can deal with you and your sin in that day of judgment. Or you can put faith in Christ, and he can have dealt with sin through Christ. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him you know, shouldn't, uh, uh, should have everlasting life, wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. The point of that is, is that God loved you so much, loved me so much, that if we would put faith, which means repentance, faith, repentance, the feeling and the acknowledgement of guilt with the reformation of life is faith. We're saved by grace through faith. None of it matters except God first loved us. You understand? This ain't a message of works. We're not, we're, not, we're not saved because we repented. We're saved by grace through faith. 
We're saved because of his love. We're rescued by his love. But in faith in him is the reformation of life, the guilt, the sorrow, and the reforming of our life. I don't want to live that way that separates you and me anymore. That's the nature of repentance. And then the other side is his forgiveness. Christ paid our fine. Christ paid the debt for sin. Romans 8. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. The wages, what you are owed for the sin life that we were born into and the sin that we lived in. How many's ever lived a sinner? Every one of us in here has lived a sinner. Varying degrees, but sin all the same. And we owed a debt that we could not pay. But God, through Christ, reconciling the world back to himself, I'll pay your fine through the Son. So the Son can turn around and say, I paid, I paid your debt. Now I'm going to forgive your debt. See, God can't forgive the debt except through Christ. How many hears what I'm saying? God cannot forgive the debt except through, the Father can't forgive the debt except through the Son. It has to be paid. It's owed. The wages of sin is death. That can't be broken. How many understand what I'm saying? It cannot be changed. It's kind of like gravity. What goes up must come down. Sin brings about death. You can't break that law. But Christ paid a price so that he could forgive us of that debt. So forgiveness and repentance, forgiveness, love, grace, it all works together. How many can see that thing working together? The love of God for his disobedient children, the, 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 the sacrifice of the Son, the repentance of ones who come and put faith in Christ, and the forgiveness then in return, in response to that faith. What I'm saying, children of God, is this. You and I see this picture in a vertical manner. But if we could grab a hold of it in a vertical manner and begin to look at it and, and apply it even in a horizontal manner, then in all of our life and our living, in all of these relationships, because of what we have partaken of this way, then because, then because of this relationship this way, what we've partaken of, love and grace repentance, and forgiveness, then you and I can live and operate and navigate love, grace, repentance, and forgiveness. By this will men know that you're my disciples. By this will men know that you're my disciple. This is how they're going to know that I love them. And this was manifested, sissy, Brittany. The love of this is how God demonstrated his love to the world, which you know it already. That God sent his only son. That's how he demonstrated that I love the world. Was that he gave, he loved us when we were sinners, while we were sinners. But now you and I get to demonstrate that we're recipients, that we're recipients of that self-same love. That we are children of God by this same expression, but in, but in this way. By this, women know that you're my disciples. Not that you proclaim you love me, 
Not that you testify and tell the world how much you love me. This is how men will know that you're my disciples. That you love one another. Ain't that something? Ain't that amazing, Brother Eric? He didn't say that you, the world was going to know that you're my disciples because you show so much love and sacrifice toward me. No, he said they're going to know who you are because of your love toward one another. And so in this relationship, it's forgiveness and repentance and grace and mercy and love. I tell you, a church that will get this right, be a church that will flourish in the kingdom of God. These gifts, they work by love. Faith works by love. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Every bit of it's going to work by love, Brother Don. Every bit of it. Every bit of it's going to work by love, Brother Anthony. Oh, God. If healing comes forth, it'll happen by the love of God working and manifesting through your life. Every gift. And if you read 1 Corinthians, you know, 12, 13, 14. You know, he starts out 12, you know, I wouldn't have you ignorant of spiritual gifts. And he begins to talk about the gifts and this and that. I'd like to get into that. Then he goes on and you think, he, boy, he's just talking about gifts and how he set some, you know, and there are, are gifts indeed, like, you know, uh, he speaks of tongues and he speaks of other things, miracles and healings. He begins to ask the question, do all do these things? But then he goes on to say, but covet earnestly the best gifts. Covet? Covet aren't desire, sincerely the best gifts. Yet I show to you a more excellent way. That's how he ends chapter 12. He comes around into 13, 1 Corinthians. How many of you know it? Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, I have not charity. I've become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Though I give all my goods to the poor and my body to be burned, you know, and have not charity. I'm nothing. It's nothing. He says a few things there. Give all my goods to the poor. Give my body to be burned. But then he goes on and he says, charity suffereth long. I want you to think about that word. We see it embroidered on pillows and we see it on things at Hobby Lobby. We like to hang on our wall. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is patient, love is kind. King James Version is going to say, charity suffereth long and is kind. It's the same thing. Charity suffereth long. It bears. It's patient. It endures. It's patient with people. This is the, this is, listen, what I'm getting at is this right here, Sister Mickey, is sandwiched in between two chapters that are speaking so specifically about gifts within the church. Gifts within the body of Christ. Gifts that we want to see. How many wants to see gifts flow in the body? How many wants to see miracles? How many wants to see healing? 
How many wants to see um, um, diverse tongues and interpretation of tongues? And how many wants to see uh, uh, the gift of faith and, and the gift of that word of knowledge and the gift of prophecy? How many wants to see that? Yeah, we've seen some things, but you know what's sandwiched in the middle of it all? What's better than it all? Love. Oh, God. Oh, God. Love. 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 It says in one place toward the end, it says, Love beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Beareth and endureth are two different words. Beareth sounds like endureth, sounds like put up with. But in one rendering, it says covers. Because endure means more put up with and patient. He's not being redundant. He's, he's covering the top and the bottom. Love covers and it endures. It protects and it puts up with. And it's, you know, I'm going to tell you like a mama with her children. Love will cover those children. How many mamas out here? If you got babies, how much do you do to cover and protect those babies? I don't care if it was a bullet. I don't care if it was a if it was a, 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 a rocket launcher. I don't care if it was a grenade. Without thinking, you fathers would just instinctively throw yourself between harm and your child. How many of you teenagers still? Your teenagers and mom or daddy pumps the brakes and. It does that thing right there. It's getting fewer and fewer because your generation, my generation, grown up more with seatbelts. But when I was a boy, we didn't have seatbelts. Seatbelts wasn't a thing. I can remember just dancing around the car, you know, and just having it, you know, all that freedom and liberty. Loved it. But, boy, the only seatbelt there was was mama's strong arm or daddy's strong arm. And they were strong. You pump the brakes. <sighs> There they were to protect you, to keep you, to cover you. Cover your kids in the rain, shelter them. That's what love will do. But it don't stop with your babies. Amen. But it goes on out to your brother and your sister. Love says that when things are coming my brother's way, I'm going to cover him. I'm going to protect him. That's what love will do. When darts are coming, God, get in the way. You say, well, that's pastor's jobs and apostle's jobs. No, it's the children of God's job. Amen. It's your job and it's my job, but we're going to have love one for another. <laughs> love beareth all things. It covers like a roof, like a thatch. It covers and keeps the rain out. So we talk about covering one another with prayer. Cover me with prayer. Cover your brother in prayer, your sister in prayer. If they're not here, you cover them in prayer. You call them. You give them, your, you give them words of encouragement. You're bearing them up and you're covering them. Love covers what? A multitude of sin. Love one for another. By this, men are going to know that you're my disciples. Right here in the middle of all the gifts that are mentioned right there in 1 Corinthians 12, yet I show unto you a more excellent way. Love, love, amen, that will just run the gamut of things. Then he gets back around to 14 and goes on to talking about the gifts, you know, a little bit more. Says at the end of 13, 
Now abideth faith, hope, charity. But the greatest of these, faith, hope, and love, they all abide in. But the greatest is love. The greatest is love. The greatest is love. Amen. Oh, no men anything but to love one another. Love is the fulfilling of the law. He that loveth his brother, loveth his neighbor, will not transgress against him. If you love him. Oh, children of God, we begin to understand the love of God. We begin to understand the love of God toward us in the way that He has rescued us by love. The more we can understand that, I think the better equipped we are to begin to rescue others and reach to others and cover others and bear others with that love. Amen. How many appreciates the Lord today? I'm going to say this, and I've said it before. I try to warn you as much as I possibly can. People are going to make mistakes. They're going to transgress you. They're going to let you down. They're going to do you wrong. They're just going to do you wrong at times. It happens. Has it ever happened to you? Everybody in here can nod their head, wave their hand, and say, yeah. Now, here's a question. Have you ever done it to someone else? Same number of hands, same number of head nods ought to go. I have done it. I've let people down. I've done people wrong. And not always meaning to. Most of the time, not meaning to. But oh, the love of God. It's taught me how to love. It's taught me how to love. It's teaching me how to love. Do you love Him today? Give me one more time. We lift up your heart to the Lord. Thanks so much for joining us today. You can find the rest of today's message or other content through YouTube, Facebook, or podcast. You can also visit us in person at Walker Valley Community Church in Charleston, Tennessee. We'd love to share the gospel with you and help you cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ.